Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Hi, everyone, and welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined, as always, by Kyle Rickey. And, Kyle, last week here on Coast to Coast, it was uh, a little bit of an adventure. I unfortunately wasn't able to join you for the interview. Um... We brought in a foster puppy during yeah. that time, and uh, he unfortunately is not with us at the moment. He is, uh, he's got a little vet appointment today, um, so he will be back with us later. So fortunately, all things timed out, and we are back here once again. I feel like, Hannah, the last seven weeks have been an adventure in some way, shape, or form. I mean, before we discovered Zoom, we had that odd week of audio only from your kitchen table and from my kitchen table it was odd and then we figured this out and we have evolved every week but uh yeah this whole this the, i guess the world is in one big adventure right now trying to figure out uh, what's going to come next i will say i did like that first week when we did audio only because um unfortunately we weren't able to work together on the recording process so it was a matter of you putting your portion together and me putting my portion together. And neither of us knew what the other person said until it aired live that Wednesday. And uh, obviously I took advantage of that opportunity, uh, put some shots in there at you. And uh, those have continued ever since then. And you didn't have to do your hair that first week like you did today. Yes, I know. I spent a lot of time on it. Yeah, I see that. You know me, lots of dry shampoo. Yeah. Um, this is the hair of me being up at 4.15. I had to drive to almost a Raleigh this morning to meet our uh, dog rescue, the lady with our dog rescue halfway. Um, like I said, our, our, our little foster pup is at the vet today uh, getting fixed. Poor dude. So Yeah, that's a tough day. Yeah, tough day for him. So <laughs> he'll be back a little later. I got to go meet her again after this. But I'm glad it all worked out. And he's been, he's been enjoyable. Janet's enjoyed having a friend. She is still asleep from the last five days of play. Yeah, it's kind of a, a bit of a culture shock, probably, that last week. And now that the friend is gone. She just knows to do it herself. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. She's very, she's very clingy. Um, well, enough from the dog. We could just talk about dogs, NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm surprised you don't have a puppy podcast yet, Hannah. I really am. I've thought, I mean, I haven't said, I can't say I've thought about it. Mm-hmm. But I have some things in the works of how I would incorporate dogs into racing i think you and i've had this conversation i've always wanted to start something called like you know the victory lane pup or something like that where we highlight a dog from every local shelter and every racetrack we go to you know that dog would get adopted absolutely dog every week for 36 weeks we save 36 dogs in a year telling you me and dogs it's good you're gonna just find me on my property hanging out with my dogs in like 10 years I'd say um, you'd have time to put it together, but thankfully you don't because we're, what, a week and a half away from getting back to the real racetrack and you being a member of our Motor Racing Network Charlotte family, 
you're going to be busy because they only want announcers that can drive to Darlington and to Charlotte, obviously, and you are one of those members. Yes, that I am. Uh, we found out last week, of course, we all knew that we were going back racing soon, uh, but didn't really know how things were going to work and the process that it was going to be to get uh, not only the teams and crews there, but the media members as well. What was that going to hold? Uh, so I got to be one of those members, and I will be going to Darlington in just a few weeks. Uh, Dylan as well, like you mentioned, we all have to drive. Um, very interesting. Obviously, we've been on lots of calls over the last two weeks of how things are going to be handled once we get to the racetrack. And we're starting to see it at short tracks across the country of how they're bringing their teams in and practicing social distancing. They're not having fans. So we're going to do that on a much, much larger scale. Um, obviously, TV and media incorporated into that. Uh, how we're going to conduct interviews is, you know, been one of the things we've discussed. It's a lot of moving parts. So hats off to NASCAR and really everyone involved for putting together this plan. Can't wait. It's going to be uh, something, and it's the something that we've been waiting for for uh, the better part of two months now since the West Coast Swing wrapped up. And, and a lot of our guys and, and gals, you were part of the, the team that went to Atlanta and had to turn around as soon as you got to the city uh, when they called the, the race weekend off. So it's been a long wait. It'll be worth it, though, here uh, in about 10 days when we get back up and running. Yeah, that it will. We'll talk about some of those short tracks that have been opening up across country a little bit later in the show. But we've seen a lot of short tracks and series, like we've talked about, embrace iRacing. Uh, someone that took a different approach to that was the NASCAR Euro Series. They haven't really alluded to when their series might start back up again. So they've embraced iRacing to fill that void for the moment at one point racing for owner's points. Uh, on the platform, we'll have president and CEO of the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series, Jerome Galpin, on with us a little bit later. But, Kyle, they're racing or getting ready to race. Right now, it's a Tuesday, mid-morning, almost afternoon. They were recording this, and they're getting ready to go racing at Watkins Glen. Yeah, they have a fun schedule. Um, and we're going to talk to Jerome about it here in a moment and about how all this came together with points and such. Um, but uh, they started the year at the Daytona Road Course. I think the Indianapolis Road Course is a part of the schedule. Also, uh, the Roval in Charlotte, along with some of their courses over in Europe. So um, it's been fun to watch on all of their streaming platforms. And like you mentioned, as we record uh, this, uh, this show and this interview coming up, um, he's about an hour or so away from, uh, I don't know if he's a director or, or what, as far as uh, the iRacing stuff is concerned, but we'll find out. But they have embraced it and embraced it in a big way. That they have. It's been cool to see, you know, IndyCar, we talked about that as well, has been doing this, allowing the fans to vote. They went to Watkins Glen not long ago. IndyCar has not been there in a very long time. Um, so to be able to do that, and then we've seen, you know, North Wilkesboro is supposed to make its debut here soon uh, on the Pro Invitational Series for the last race of the Pro Invitational Series. So uh, pretty cool there. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we rejoin here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we'll have President and CEO of the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series, Jerome Galpin. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. 
Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. You can count on Hercules Tires to have your back when times are tough, all while adding money to your pocket. The purchase of four qualifying Hercules Tires through May 31st, 2020 could get you up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. Visit HerculesTire.com slash spring rebate to learn more. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our spring. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. And we're now joined by President and CEO of the NASCAR Whelan Euro Series, Jerome Galpin. And Jerome, first off, thanks for coming on NASCAR Coast to Coast and taking some time out of your day to hang out with us. Thanks for the invitation. Now, I know your time's limited here. You guys are getting ready to go racing uh, today with the NASCAR Euro Series. You're racing at Watkins Glen. Talk to me a little bit about this thought process that first came to be with the NASCAR Euro Series and taking, unfortunately, a postponed season to the platform of iRacing. Yeah, I think iRacing offers plenty of opportunities to fill the gap before we get back on a, on a real track. Um, I have to admit that a few of our drivers and us, we were, uh, we were really poor in, uh, in knowledge and so on. But uh, in a few weeks, everybody uh, get uh, uh, jacks and, uh, and steering wheel and pads and, uh, and iRacing. And so they start training. And I'm I'm really happy with the with the product. It's uh, it's really entertaining to uh, to watch as a as a fan. So so I think this is a, this is really the the thing to do by this uh, during these challenging times. And a pretty cool schedule. Uh, Hannah mentioned you guys are racing today as we tape this interview, in just about an hour two hours from now at Watkins Glen. You've run the road course at Daytona. You have the road course at Indianapolis coming up. I believe the Roval in Charlotte, plus uh, tracks that you guys are familiar with as well. I believe uh, Brands Hatch and Zolder. How did this schedule uh, come together? Uh, and, and, you know, how did, who had the, the say in, in where you guys run and when? You know the the, the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series is a is a kind of bridge between Europe and uh, and and the US. So when we uh, when we build this calendar, we try to to keep this uh, this same uh, uh, concept. So we we took the best uh, and uh, most uh, mystic tracks of the of the US and also uh, took some of uh, of our series. We have uh, we have Brands Hatch and Zolder where we have uh, real events and we have our friends also of Zonvort that wanted to 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 join uh, the the series. Uh, so it was uh, it was a kind of easy choice to to make the battle. Our drivers are also much more familiar uh, familiar with uh, with road course tracks. So so we decided to for for this first uh, i racing season to focus on uh, on road course tracks. So that's why we have uh, we have uh, Eight events. We did a prologue in uh, in Daytona on the on the 24 hours track uh, to to get everybody ready and, and set up, and uh, and then we we had this uh, this calendar mixing uh, U.S. and uh, European tracks. And that's so cool to see. It's always provided entertaining racing. We love watching road course racing, uh, whether it's in sim racing or real life. Always lots of entertainment there. But you guys tossed around the idea of that initial part of this i racing season uh, to run for points. And then settled on the idea of running for owner's points. What was that thought process of uh, taking part of your season and making it, you know, 
be part of your real season when everything starts back up. But I think part of the entertainment is also the, the stake you have on the table. Uh, so for us, it was, uh, I think, very important to try to, to link with the reality. And, and who knows, you know, maybe in five years, you can have a mixed series in which drivers can compete one week on a, on a real track, the next week on the virtual track, especially for us, because, you know, in the, we, have a, we have multiple races in the, in the same weekend. So that means in a year, uh, we only have seven racing weekends. So this, we have gaps to fill and, uh, and uh, starting with, uh, with a team's points uh, allotment. Keep in mind also that uh, the, the impact on the championship is, uh, is really small to, to, to start with because uh, it's the same. The full iRacing season will count as one race out of 26 results. So it's not, you know, a huge impact, but it's important for them to consider that it can happen. And I think it's the start of a, of a more uh, a global vision that can bring us to, to, to more in that way in, uh, in, the, in the coming years. Absolutely. And uh, it's been fun to watch. Gives a little bit of uh, incentive for everybody to not only participate, but also uh, to do well in those events and maybe take them a little bit more seriously uh, than in some of the other events that we've seen. I want to talk about the real world for a moment uh, here in the States. Uh, we have some states beginning to open up, albeit slowly. Um, how are things over in, in your part of the world? Are, are things getting better? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the, the problem we face as, a, as, a, as the Euro Series is that we race in multiple countries, seven, and, and we also welcome drivers from all over the world. So over uh, 30 different countries, we have drivers coming from, from Asia, South and North America too. So uh, we have to, to also consider travel opportunities before being able to come back uh, on track. Um, situation is Europe looks to be a bit better. Germany and Austria already uh, start to, to reopen uh, businesses. Uh, I think some other countries this week and France will be next week. Uh, looks like a track activity also restart on a, on a track day basis. So, so uh, it's getting better. Of course, uh, everybody is afraid uh, about uh, what they call the second wave. But if everything goes uh, the way it's planned, uh, we should have some, uh, some uh, first competition maybe in July without any public, not, not on, on our side, but on, a, let's say, Formula One or MotoGP, they explore some, uh, some stuff like that. A uh, very small audience starting in August, and then uh, all the major events, they plan to, to, to come back to normal situation as soon as September. You know, uh, uh, cycling, the Tour de France, or uh, the 24 hours of Le Mans, or any, every other major events, they really plan to, to, to start uh, as soon as the uh, beginning of September. Looking like a similar timeline that we have over here as well. Obviously, NASCAR, fortunately, getting ready to start back up here in just two weeks, going to be busy for us but you talked about that crossover that you guys have the nascar euro series being the crossover between the states and then you know europe and nascar there and you've got some drivers over the past few years that are names here in the states julia landauer was actually supposed to join you guys this up and coming season uh being a series that is international how do those relationships often form between yourselves and drivers across the states and we see a lot of your drivers as well come over here and it's not as easy as picking up a phone and driving, you know, a state down to go sit in a race car. There's a lot of moving parts that have to go into that transition. So what are some of those conversations that take place to get Euro series drivers over here as well as American drivers over to the Euro series? 
you know, this is super cool because you realize that whatever your background is, you know, we have, we have drivers coming from NASCAR in the US. We have some others coming from open wheels, some others coming from GT racing or tourism's racing. And, and really, we can see that when we are on a, on a meeting, uh, we all share the same passion for pure racing. So, so that's our common point. And, um, uh, you know, even we had Bobby Labonte coming, uh, coming to race with us also. And, and clearly, once you are on track, Wherever you come from, it's all about uh, winning. It's all about uh, um, uh, competing. Uh, of course, our, our procedures are, are a bit, uh, uh, let's say, stronger on on-track on behaviors because we are also an FIA international series. So we have always to, to keep the balance uh, on the behaviors on tracks. But, but really, uh, uh, we, our drivers, they receive a great welcome when we, when we go racing in the, in the U.S. And I, and I think the, those who come here, Mayette Snyder or Julia will, uh, will join us also, uh, also this year. She, she will see that, yeah, everybody is really happy to, to have them. And, you know, we are from different continents, but it's the, clearly the same family and the same patient. And I feel like there was a lot of positive momentum, and, it, and I, hopefully there still is, heading into the start of the season, whenever that may be, with the, the number of teams and drivers that were scheduled to compete. I think I saw somewhere it's going to be a, a record amount of teams and cars for you guys this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, since we, we created the series in 2009, we never stopped growing. And uh, we have great partners. I see your nice uh, Willen logo be- <laughs> behind you. And, uh, and uh, we have Willen, of course, uh, as a title sponsor. They are great people. We have also General Tire following us. And uh, all our contracts are based on, on a long-term perspective. So we really have a, a vision to establish NASCAR in, in Europe. And Viewing from this side of the world, you know, uh, all they know is about cup racing and, and oval racing. So, so they discover that NASCAR is not only the, the, you know, the type of car you race with or the, the track you race on. It's more about the spearing uh, of racing, you know, really close racing, high-level competition. And it works perfectly on a, on a European road course track too. So it's a really cool mix. You guys definitely have some racetracks there that are on my bucket list to go and visit one day. Uh, some some legendary racetracks for sure. But I want to go back to the iRacing side of things. Again, we talked about it. You guys are racing today in just a few short hours at Watkins Glen. What is your role in the iRacing? Do you get to make those tough decisions of kicking someone out of the game or what is your role in the iRacing? My role in iRacing is absolutely much more easier than in, in real life because in real life, when they bang each other, they always come to me to complain and as. I don't drive any car, so I don't know why. But, but no, no, really in iRacing, my, my job is more to, to set up everything up front. You know, we work, we, we, we thought about the, the, the format, how to make it exciting, to take some notes, how we can uh, improve the product uh, uh, event after event and week after week. Uh, but during the during the show, I'm just uh, uh, watching the show, sending uh, some text message to the productions. Hey, we need that, we need that, or uh, and coordinating. But really, no, no, it's... Uh, uh, it's also watching uh, as a fan, so so it's much more uh, uh, easy and entertaining than during races, uh, during real races before, because yeah, the, the pressure is by far less. So in real races, it's more difficult because you have all this uh, this race control stuff uh, to 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 handle. That is that is difficult. It's not my job, but I have to also to be there to to see what happens. But no, it's it's really cool to to watch it more as a as a race fan and uh, just think about improvement and what we can do better. And, and finally, Jerome, I know we're about to get uh, racing with you guys here shortly. Uh, Hannah mentioned your role in, on iRacing. Uh, in the real world, as the president and CEO, uh, how challenging has this last 
eight months been for you and and how challenging do you think the next couple of you know the next couple of months will be for you and in trying to get the season up and rolling with all those moving parts that you mentioned a moment ago with all the different countries opening at different times you, you know we are super lucky because we have a great group of people you know uh, our our track partners our sponsors teams and drivers everybody is super committed and uh, i was amazed to see uh, when, when we launched this idea of iRacing series, I didn't expect to have, uh, to have so many people. And now we have to organize a pre-qualifying because <laughs> we have 80 or 90 guys wanting to, to, to compete. And it's the same for the, for the, for the real world. You know, they all, uh, we are all in, a, in a close touch and we keep them informed about the situation. Uh, I think this is a bit, uh, a bit soon to, to really know what w- will happen, but we have different plans. And so we keep them updated uh, week after week, uh, uh, depending of the government guidelines, you know, that, uh, that they issue every week. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not that difficult. I think the, the uncertainty is more difficult to handle than that really the problem itself. Uh, we have to wait. We have also to, uh, to, to, to work really hard during this period because, of course, uh, in challenging times, there are always some opportunities. So it's not about relaxing. It's about... Uh, Hardworking and uh, thinking about uh, yeah uh, what what we can do what can be the plan A B C D <laughs> and even worst case scenario if nothing restart this year so we 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 take input of a lot of people we are of course on a, on a clearly daily basis with our friend at NASCAR USA the international group uh, I was just in a call a few minutes ago so so. I am super lucky. It's not, you know, a, a one-man show. It's really a, a community, a family. And we are at a, at a size that is much more easy to handle than NASCAR in the U.S. Uh, because we can interact directly with all the, the major actors. So it's, it's more easy when it's a, a smaller family. Uh, so it's, it's challenging. But also, uh, as our drivers on track, we are competitors. So we try to do the best and, uh, and hopefully uh, we'll succeed. And one big family, like you said, we all are. We're all looking forward to getting back on track, hopefully sooner rather than later. But, Jerome, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, best of luck today. Enjoy getting to watch your iRace today at Watkins Glen. Thanks for the invitation. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Thank you. That was Jerome Galpin, president and CEO of the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series. But when we return, we'll have your NASCAR Wheel and Spotlight brands hatch here shortly on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. You can count on Hercules Tires to have your back when times are tough, all while adding money to your pocket. The purchase of four qualifying Hercules Tires through May 31st, 2020 could get you up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. Visit HerculesTire.com slash spring rebate to learn more. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, each and every week, we get the opportunity to spotlight one of NASCAR's short tracks across the country, brought to you by Whelan Engineering. And this week, we're going to go a little international. We're going to highlight Brands Hatch in West Kingston, the U.K., 
It's a one and a half mile asphalt road course. And Brands Hatch has been around for a while. There's been a racetrack at Brands since 1926 when the land was first used as a grass track for bike racing. In those days, competitors ran anti-clockwise, but the direction of the circuit was switched in 1954. The heritage of Brands Hatch is vast, as many famous open-wheel drivers in the last 50 years, such as Sterling Moss, Jim Clark, Artin Senna, and Jensen Button, and countless other drivers have raced and won at Brands Hatch. Nigel Manziel scored his first Grand Prix victory there, also winning the final F1 race at Brands in 1986. Today, the most popular event at Brands Hatch is the American Speed Fest, which debuted in 2013. The event is highlighted by the UK round of the Whelan NASCAR Euro Series race featuring two races on the Saturday and Sunday of Speedfest. Again, that is Brands Hatch, our weekly NASCAR Whelan track spotlight here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Wherever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. You can count on Hercules Tires to have your back when times are tough, all while adding money to your pocket. The purchase of four qualifying Hercules Tires through May 31st, 2020 could get you up to a $70 Visa prepaid card. Visit HerculesTire.com slash spring rebate to learn more. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. It was uh, awesome to hear from Jerome. I thought it was really interesting on what he said about the initiative that racing for owner's points makes his drivers take it a little more seriously. And you almost have to giggle because we've talked about so much iRacing and people implementing to it. And honestly, not a bad idea when you look at it that way because uh, we have seen some drivers maybe not take it so seriously. Like half the cup field, I feel like. Every uh, Sunday afternoon, you're struggling over there with Janet. Um, I think there were like 15 cautions last week, maybe not that many, but a 150-lap event at Dover for the Cup Series took forever. And uh, I think if there was a little more on the line, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but if there was a little more on the line, then those races may go uh, a bit cleaner um, because, you know, they're, they're racing for effectively points. And I like how I think everybody assumed that each race, like uh, the race they're running this week at Watkins Glen, counted separately toward uh, the owner's championship. But I like how he clarified that the entire season will count as one race. So it's a small percentage, but a percentage uh, nevertheless, once they do get up and and rolling in in real life here, hopefully uh, in a month and a half or so. Well, we talked about it a little bit previously in the show. Uh, A lot of tracks around here slowly starting to open up, embracing the idea of bringing racers in. Fans, not quite yet, but embracing that concept. NASCAR obviously embracing that as well, hoping to go racing here soon. Touring divisions still out on the horizon. No no news there on when we might see them get back. But 
we've seen some short, short tracks. I know I talked to my dad uh, just this earlier this week. They have now opened a lot of their tracks for private testing. Uh, Idaho is in early stages of opening up. So Meridian Speedway and Magic Valley Speedway as well. On the horizon of opening, I know my dad is so ready to get back to racing. But Kyle, I know you've been following a lot of those uh, racetracks as well on Facebook and that kind of stuff, seeing a lot of those updates. Yeah, I have a, lot, a list here. Try to find a track or two from each region of the country uh, because right now every region of the country and, and every for the most part, state is dealing with a different situation. Uh, Evergreen Speedway, Monroe, Washington, uh, that state just entered phase one of reopening this week. The track, however, not allowed to reopen in phase one, two, or three, but phase four is set for July 7th, and that is when they hope to conduct their first event. Uh, Monadnock Speedway up in New Hampshire, they postponed their season opener last weekend, obviously. Uh, New Hampshire in the middle of a stay-at-home order until the end of uh, the month of May. No word yet on when they might be able to open up. Uh, we have really haven't heard much from many of the New England racetracks, still a fluid situation. Uh, Kingsport Speedway in Tennessee held a practice session last week. No word yet on when they hope to open. Um, while that's not on track activity, Tucson Speedway doing something pretty cool in Arizona. They have a drive-in movie night, uh, this week on Thursday night, May 7th, uh, featuring Talladega Nights. So, uh, a new opportunity there to at least get people onto the property. Um, Hickory Motor Speedway had a test session last week. I think they were the final track in the country to finally, uh, close up and they were forced to by the state of North Carolina and Greenville Pickens Speedway. They will have fans for their season opener, but there is a caveat. They had a practice session last week. Um, they will open up now on May 15th and 16th. Opening weekend, a 100-lap limited late model race on Friday, May 15th. A 100-lap late model stock race on May 16th. There are support events on both nights. They will, spec they will have spectators from their cars on the tiered back straightaway. I think there's like three or four levels of uh, tiered parking spaces on the backstretch. So uh, that opportunity uh, or that uh, part of the racetrack allows them the opportunity to open up to at least a few fans. Uh, they'll have to stagger parking spots. I believe every other parking space will be used. Um, but it's something, and it, it's more than we've had the last uh, six weeks or so. So we'll continue to track uh, these racetracks across the country, and hopefully we'll have more to talk about here as the summer rolls on. Yeah, Hickory not wasting any time, like you mentioned. That was one of the first stories that we talked about of them finally getting shut down. And now in the middle of a race program. Yeah, in the middle of a race program. And now I hats off to Greenville Pickens for that idea. I've been to a couple racetracks and seen that. And you being from Idaho and you know, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of our racetracks are relatively new in comparison to the racetracks that are out here. So that was a very foreign concept when I first came out here and saw that you could back your cars up to um, the fencing. And I think South Boston maybe has a part of their racetrack as well in turns one and two. Yep. I believe you can do that in. A couple other racetracks have motorhome parking. So that could allow some of these racetracks on a reserved basis slowly open up to fan engagement. Yeah, and already my mind is thinking up here. It's like, are there any short tracks in, in New England where we can do that? And, and unfortunately, when you look at a place like Stafford, right up the road here in Connecticut, it's surrounded by billboards, which usually is a good thing uh, for the advertisers, but there's no room uh, for cars to back up to the back straightaway or, or whatnot and for spectators to watch. And then you think, okay, maybe you can use the infield, but then if there's an emergency 
nobody can get out. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things for these promoters to think about, and that will obviously continue from the sounds of it uh, through the summer months in a lot of regions of this country. Um, is pay-per-view an option? You know, a lot of dirt tracks are beginning to open up around the country with the pay-per-view option. Knoxville's going to open up, I believe, this Friday night with a pay-per-view option. So, a lot, lot on the table uh, for track promoters to think about in, in what has become a tough time, but I'm, I'm certain that they'll all get through it, hopefully. Yeah, Meridian Speedway, one of those as well, like you'd mentioned, uh, having a pay-per-view option for their race season. I think at this point, you know, we've seen in the past, pay-per-view comes under a lot of criticism yep. from race fans. But right now, you hate to say it, desperate times call for desperate measures. I mean, these people want to see racing. We talked about it last week. Many people that weren't dirt racing fans tuned in last week with the first dirt race simply because it was race cars on track. And I think that'll be the same um, as motorsports looks to continue to be the only sport that looks like it may be live for quite some time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of other sanctioning bodies out there in baseball and basketball trying to figure things out and, and will probably have their eyes on Darlington Raceway on in, in what, May 15th, uh, May 17th here in a couple of uh, weeks, a uh, week and a half actually, and, and to see how it goes and, and all the different policies and procedures that are in place for that event. No doubt short track promoters will be watching and to see how they can do it and scale it to, to their venue. Every venue is different. And um, it's an interesting time. It will be an interesting summer as we follow it here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Uh, as all these short tracks uh, here in the States and in Canada, they're again in a different situation up there. Hopefully open up here in the next couple weeks. Absolutely. We look forward to talking to you guys next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Again, hopefully we'll have some more good news on some racetracks opening up. We'll be one week closer to going back racing in NASCAR. So thanks everyone for taking time out of your week to hang out with us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm Hannah Newhouse. He's Kyle Ricky, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan. Also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.